0: Hey everyone, this is Christian Sandy Bent with the Christian Sandy Show, where we get up close to personal person with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said in every episode, we got a great one for you. In fact, today is our 500th interview. Yes, so it's January 2020. Is. So we're excited to have a very special one for our big 500. And yes. who do we have?
1: We have Parker McCullum with us today. He's a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist. Straddling Texas and Nashville, Parker is a no-holds-barred confessional singer-songwriter who excels at relatable tales according to Rolling Stone. Parker wrote all 10 songs that make up his album, Gold Chain Cowboy, including his platinum-selling number one hit, Pretty Heart, and his latest song, Climbing on Country Radio, To Be Loved by You.
0: And we're going to talk about all that in a little bit more. more. So welcome to the show.
1: Welcome.
2: Oh, thank y'all for having me.
0: It's our pleasure. I always like to start the same way as um, last 18 months has been rough for the entertainment industry. So how did COVID affect what you do and what have you done to maneuver through this during these crazy times?
2: Um, You know, I mean, 2020 was I think for everybody in any industry was rowdy, to say the least. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of a lot of uncertainty Um, at the beginning of it. I kind of said I was going to woodshed and write all these songs and practice, and I just did everything but that. and so it was kind of once we cut this album at the beginning of this year, um, you know, it was kind of rushed and, um, you know, I'd kind of, I was kind of guessing on a lot of it and was kind of fed up with the process a little bit. And uh, there was a lot of, um, I, mean, I really just didn't know the direction of how it was going to go. I felt like maybe hey, we had missed our big shot and everything we had worked for, you know, with. Having a platinum-selling song, number one song, when the world was closed down. Um, but you know, as soon as the world opened up this year and we were back on the road, it was like we never missed a beat. Um, so it was, it, it was a, it was way, way, way down in 2020, and then it's been all the way up in 2021. And it's, uh, I man, I just hope it stays up.
0: And oh, yeah, we, and yeah. we definitely know where we you're coming from because we launched mm-hmm. this show January of 2020, so a couple, a couple months, months before, before. COVID. Mm-hmm. And the original plan was maybe 100 interviews last year. We thought if we could do that great foundation. And then COVID happens. And I'm looking at everything being shut down. I told Sandy, well, we can't change COVID, but we can try to grow through it. So we just upped our game. And because of that, you're our number 500 interview since launch.
2: Come on. I love it. That's a great title to have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I see that you have a new NFT fan club. Tell us about that.
2: Man, it, it's a crazy. You know, I, I didn't. I never even heard of NFT until like, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Um, and really, kind of a buddy of mine sent it to me, and um, really, kind of started reading about it and researching. And um, you know, we were we were uh, approached by Music FX, and um, they had this idea of you know doing being the first country artist to do it, and kind of based it oh, around wow. the club, um, which really kind of lit. You know, a, a light bulb in my mind of you know something we could do for our fans. I have the best fans in the world, so um, when they dropped that in there, I was I was all in. And uh, essentially, riding right, an NFT is a digital asset. Um, in this case, being a fan club, a lot of them are incentivized. Right? It gives you okay. um, mm-hmm. the opportunity to have um, special access to all kinds of stuff we're doing. Um, I mean, obviously, prizes are one of them, but getting to go to the ACMs or
1: oh, wow. you
2: know, before a show. Uh, with me and a fan or sitting on a sound check at a big show. It's kind of endless and however big you want your imagination to run. Um, it's a really cool way for our fans to kind of have that uh, one step closer look into the behind the scenes stuff and, and all the uh, you know, stuff we have t- planned for 2022. And um, I'm, I'm still really kind of wrapping my head around a lot of it. And, and uh, it kind of seems like the sky's the limit, endless possibilities, Um, But it's a great way for me to kind of connect with my fans and that relationship grow a little more. And anytime that, you know, something provides an opportunity like that, you can't pass on.
0: it. Oh, definitely. And and we got a question from one of the fans, one of our friends, Joe. He says, is it true that you worked on your grandfather's cattle as a cowboy?
2: Uh, I did. Yeah, that's what I did every summer growing up. Me and my cousins worked uh, for my granddad. He had two ranches, one in East Texas and one in Central Texas. And um, we'd go up there for the whole summer. And, and it is not uh, anything glamorous um, <laughs> whatsoever. I mean, my granddad was was one of the realest cowboys, um, one of the greatest human beings I've ever known, uh, oh, wow. one of the greatest cowboys to ever live. And, um, man, he was. Uh, they, they do not make people like him anymore. Uh, right. And, mm-hmm. and uh, my greatest memories of my entire life are working for him at that ranch. And those days were really, really long and really hard and really, really hot. Um, but I wish I would have, you know, realized how grateful I was to get to do that. Yeah. Um, yes. mm-hmm. and, and I learned, you know, ranching for him. Um, I didn't really appreciate how. Um, big of a deal that was and how big of an opportunity that was until I was older. Um, but when I look back on my childhood, the best days of my life were working on that.
0: Range. Wow. Now you blew up in Texas first. What made the transition to Nashville?
2: Um, you know, I think, I, honestly, I felt like, you know, when COVID happened, it was the first time since I had kind of started touring several years ago that uh, that was the first time I was forced to kind of sit back and, and slow things down. And I was forced to think about everything and, um kind of took a good long hard look at where I was and how far we had come and and what I wanted to do next. We had climbed Texas yeah. you know, <laughs> and it kinda of seemed like there was this big mountain on the national stage staring me in the face, kind of saying, you know, you can't yeah. do this. Um at least that's how I looked at it. Um
0: oh,
2: wow. yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I was sitting during COVID and I said, you know what, I, I feel like I moved to Austin when I graduated high school to play country music for a living, and I had done that. I felt like I had accomplished everything I moved to that city to do. Wow. And, uh, and everything I wanted to do beyond that, I felt like I had to move to this city to do.
0: Yeah, it was you time know? for the national scale.
2: Yeah, just to see if you got what it takes to swing it on the big stage. Uh, and, uh, and I feel like, you know, I absolutely have what it takes to do that, and so this is where I felt like I had to come to prove that.
0: Did you ever imagine Pretty Heart be the song that explodes?
2: No, sir, um, and, and, and I don't ever, that kind of stuff never crosses my mind. To be, to be totally frank and honest, I never think about hit songs or um, how successful a song is going to be. I just write the best songs that I can, the ones I believe in the most, and then put those on an album and put it out. And if one of them gets to go, that's, that's pretty good.
0: So how did that song come about?
2: Um, the other song was an idea I'd had for like three or four years. Um, and uh, I'd never co-written before, really, and uh, but or a guy named Randy Montana, who's one of my good buddies now, and uh, we'd been booked for a co-write, and I didn't really know how those went. I didn't know really kind of the you know process of co-writing, and mm-hmm. walked in, and I said, man, I got this idea that I'd forgotten yeah. about. And just remember, I mean, I'd had it for three or four years, you know, and kind of resurfaced, and um, sang a little bit of the chorus that I had for Randy, and his eyes kind of lit up, and he said, man, let's chase that. and and we wrote the song and rather quickly compared to other oh, songs yeah. really like um and i remember we wrote it that day and i left and i was like man we just it's not we just wasted that idea <laughs> that ain't it. um and then we actually the label really liked it and they wanted me to go in and cut it
1: yeah. um,
2: and so we recorded it and when i was in the studio recording it i kind of um had a little change of heart and i realized oh, that song wow. wasn't bad as i thought it was um it wasn't like, <coughs> I didn't think it was as good as, as Everybody else uh, eventually ended up thinking it was, but, um, man, I'm sure glad it it was the one that got to go.
0: (laughs) Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get to your level. And I always want to talk about that because I think sometimes people think, well, if you got the talent, it's an easy ride, but it's not. It's, you know, you could have all the talent in the world and you still not make it within country music. So what are some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to even get to where you are today?
2: Um, you know, I mean, sacrifices specifically, I've missed every wedding and birthday party and birth of a niece or a nephew. Um, you name it. I've missed every single thing since I was 23 years old. Um, Cause I was somewhere playing, trying to get it, trying to make it happen, trying to make it. Um, and so that's really kind of been the, the biggest thing. And it, it's kind of, nothing has changed really i miss you know everything uh i never get to you know there's no birthday parties or anything i get to attend because i'm always on the road everything that everybody does like that is on a weekend and i'm usually on the other side of the country on stage so that's really been probably the biggest sacrifices um you know just missing all the important stuff but if if it works i guess it's worth it
0: yeah, because, you know, again, you know, being in the entertainment industry, it's one of them things that if if you don't have the passion, it's just not worth it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you just got to want it. It's really, it's no different from anything else in life. You know, whether you're working at a bank or selling cars or, you know, or playing country music for a living. However much you want to hustle and however much you want to put into it is exactly what you're going to get out of it. Um, and so I feel like when I was younger, I was a little lazy, didn't have much, <laughs> didn't have much direction. Um didn't have much of a work ethic um, towards music. And uh, so once I kind of realized that those things were mandatory to get to where I wanted to go, it was pretty easy to implement mm-hmm. those.
0: Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the front person, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, the teams never get the they love don't. they deserve. But on our show, they get some love. So take a few moments and tell us about the team that helps you be who you are.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, Corby Schaub was a guitar player for one of my favorite bands in the world when I met him. Produced my first album, um, which we had a song Meet You in the Middle kind of blow up for us at the very beginning, which was nice to have a song off your debut album. Um, have that much success, that certainly helps. Um, you know, Lloyd Maines was a huge part of, of, of this process. Uh, produced my second album. He's a legend. Um, you know, my radio team at Universal Records pushing him pretty hard. As much as, as much as they did and as hard as they did changed my life. Uh, my management, Red Light Management, uh, Matthew Miller and Enzo DiVincenzo. My managers are absolutely phenomenal. They work just as hard, if not harder, than I do. Um, you know, it's uh, Jesse Vaughn and my publishing company, my point of person, Ben Bond, the president of Warner Chapel, where my publishing deal is. Um, all those people believed in me from day one, from the first time they ever heard me sing, uh, uh, my first word, um, and wow. uh, and so gotta without that, people, yeah, without those people, I, I would be. Uh, nowhere even close to where it I am. It truly
0: takes a village.
2: It yeah, no question. It's uh it is. Um, yeah, you know, like you said. I mean, most people just see me up there on stage. You know, uh, kind of reaping all of the benefits of the hard work. And uh, man, those those people behind the scenes are what really
1: makes it go.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And speaking of teams, we have a third co-host. Our yes, little 9 His that,
1: name is Christopher. That,
0: that we had a lot, asked a couple questions. Cedric, yes, get I him, will real get quick. him him real quick and we've got a two and a half year old daughter that when she gets older she'll be plugged into the show too because oh, we awesome. are we are a family affair show and our buddy joe asked another question: is do you have any influences outside of country music
2: um i certainly do uh which i think he's some of his songs are more country than people give him credit for but john mayer is probably my tie for my number one most influential artist i've ever come across um he is somebody that I would collab with in a heartbeat. Um, I just can't even say enough about the the talent level he possesses and how much uh, you know effort and time and detail and um, that he puts into his his craft. So something I admire. He's a
0: definitely lot. good.
2: What's going it's on, man? It's going good. Hi, Parker. What's so up? What's, Parker? It's going good. So, what's a favorite food? My favorite food. Um, <laughs> Man, it's hard. For, I, I like a ribeye. I like to cook my mm. own ribeye. It's probably my favorite thing to eat in the world.
0: And what's yours? Mine is pizza.
2: Oh, come on. I love pizza.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you could eat it all day long. Okay, one more. All right. So what's a favorite TV
2: show? Uh, my favorite TV show is Cheers. It's from way back wow. in the day, even before my time, but I watch it all the time on Netflix.
0: And what's yours? Mine is Spongebob.
2: Yeah, I love Spongebob. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and what's been cool is we, you know, because we bring on not just music, but we also bring on actors and all that, that he watches a lot of Nickelodeon and Disney shows and all that. So we've been bringing quite a bit of people from his shows on this for him to talk to.
2: That's pretty cool, man. That's a special deal.
0: Is it cool? Yes, it right. is. Well, bye. Thanks.
2: Hey, <laughs> yeah, Christopher. Thank you. Yeah.
0: yeah, he loves to be on the show and been on everything. Um, so if you could co-write with any artist out there, dead or alive, who would it be?
2: Any artist, dead or alive?
0: And you, and, and you know what, let's just make us go one step further. Go one that's not here and one that is here.
2: One that's dead would, would, oh man, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> one that is dead. Well, I mean, alive certainly would be John Mayer. Yeah,
0: that makes um, sense.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes.
2: But who is no longer here? man um i don't know i mean i i would love to write i would, I would love to have gotten to sit around and be creative with steve ray vaughn i think that would be mm, pretty mm,
1: yeah that'd be good that would be amazing So what are some sources of inspiration for you uh
2: you know it's it, real life is kind of seems to always be the the number one source of inspiration for me oh wow mm-hmm. always kind of you know i love i love sad songs so i'll put on my favorite sad songs, stare out the window. And um, it seems like every time I do that before too long, there's a song on the table.
1: I ah, love that. And what would you like your legacy to be in the music industry? What would you like to be most known and remembered for?
2: Um, what would I want to be most remembered for? Probably just someone who uh, never switched up, always stayed very honest to themselves and uh, did it the hard way, started from the bottom and, and uh, tried to do it the hard way and Um, never strayed away from who it truly was and had a lot of success doing that.
1: Awesome. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them?
2: I would say get ready for a wild, crazy 2022 because we tell them. I
1: love that.
0: You know, you 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 always have these sayings for each year. Our saying is Breakthrough 22.
2: Yes. (laughs) I love it. Breakthrough 22. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and that's how we feel with our show. And we, we know oh, that definitely. you're breaking through some yes. big limits. I mean, has, that, has has the ride so far hit you yet?
2: Um, no, I mean, I, really, honestly, I never think about it. Um, you know, in my mind, I got a long, long way to go. I've been incredibly blessed and incredibly fortunate to do what I've done so far. Um, but I'm miles and miles and miles away from my ultimate goal, of what I'd really like to accomplish. So um, in my mind, I'm still at the bottom.
0: And you blew up, you know, in the middle of a
2: pandemic. Is that not crazy? Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's not how I drew it up, but um, but I'll whatever I can get. (coughs) Exactly. So
0: if you had a friend of yours and they were good at what they did, they could sing, they feel like they're called to this. Um, What advice would you give that person to kind of help guide them the next few years?
2: Um, you know what, going back to that same thing, I think just being yourself, right? It's, it's a lot easier to go to sleep at night when you know that you stayed true to yourself, stuck to your guns, um, did things how you thought they should be done. Um, you know, win or lose, I can live with that.
0: I love mm-hmm. that. Um, so what's a song that you've heard that you wish you wrote?
2: A song, oh, that's a long list. Um, <laughs> far Away in Another Town by Justin Towns Earl is one that I really wish I'd have written. Um, There's several Chris Knight songs, probably all of them that I wish I'd have written. Um, The Search for Everything by John Mayer is definitely one of them. Oh, that's That's a good good one. one.
0: Yes. So, what's next for you?
2: Matt, golly, I feel like um, it's not even what's next. It's just what's happening right now. I feel like (laughs) we stopped or slowed down at all. Um, But, man, 2022 is going to be a great year. Um, We're going to hit the ground running. You know, our, our year really starts on the 30th of this month uh, oh, wow. until November of, of the end of the year. So it's uh, probably 140 shows and a new album if I had to if I had to say something. Oh, I
0: that's love great. That. Yeah. So take a few moments just to tell everybody any final parting words and how yes. they can find you.
2: Uh Man, we're on everything. Parker all the social media stuff, Spotify, Apple Music. If it's out there, we're on it. Um, get ready for a crazy 2022 because it's, uh, it's go time right now. We're looking forward to it.
0: you know, we really enjoyed having we you on Sunday, And we look forward to having you back maybe for a longer session.
2: Yes, yes I hope so. Chris and Sammy, thank you all so much.
1: Oh, right. Thank you for your you time have today. Day. Have a great day. Yes, ma'am. Bye.